Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawk Show, powered by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com slash clean. Happy Wednesday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. We appreciate you being here. We've got a big show coming up today. We're going to start things off with the uh, news on Connor Bedard, who will miss six to eight weeks after undergoing jaw surgery. Tough. Uh, if we got time, you'll hear from Luke Richardson. We have a major show announcement to make today. And uh, the second half of the show, we're going to hear from Pete Blackburn from the What Chaos Show. So lots to get to. Before we do, please smash that like button for us on the YouTube page. Subscribe to the YouTube page as well. And if you are a podcast listener, follow, rate, review, subscribe, all that great stuff. And most importantly, happy birthday to Mario Tirabasi. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank yes, you Sarah, it's Mario's See, birthday. Thanks for thanks for reading our tweets. <laughs> yes, you should all clap for me for being born today. Way to be born! Yes, I did a lot of work thirty four years ago. Congrats today. to your parents nine months before today. Yes. <laughs> Congrats on the sex, mom 30, and dad. Thirty four years nine months ago. Yeah. Way to go, Mister Turbos. Way to go. Way to go, mom and dad. Nice. Hope it was fun. Uh, any big plans for the uh... for today? Yeah. Uh, gonna go see uh, my parents for dinner. Uh, tonight and then uh, not this Saturday, but next Saturday we'll do a little friends whole shindig. Uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Sounds fun. All right. Yeah. I don't want to give out too many details. It's, it's exclusive. Very event. exclusive. Uh, very yeah. exclusive. Yeah. Yes. I guess I to be on a list. Yeah. Stephen, did you get yours? You're I, I didn't get one either. Have to, uh, gonna have to grease really some palms for you guys. Yeah. Maybe the Bears yeah. guys are invited. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should uh, we? Uh, let's start with Connor Bedard. Uh, six oh, yeah. to eight weeks he'll yeah. miss, and not uh, not the best news. I think we were all sort of hoping for a little bit less than that. Uh, Luke did address it today. Um, let's not play it; it's too long. But I can share the quote with you. <laughs> um, I just we have so, we have so little show and so many things to get to. Yeah. Uh, so here's what Luke had to say when asked if he was surprised by the timeline. Um, he said, uh, where is it? There he goes. I think they're just being precautionary on a young guy having a trauma injury like that. If it's earlier, great, but I think that's probably a normal timeline for what they're thinking with the procedure they did. So I don't know if it's absolutely six to eight, but he did leave the door open for an earlier return than that. And he did say that, you know, Bedard is the kind of person that's trying to you know, itching to get back on the ice. So he might say, hey, I feel great. I'm ready to go. You know, it's very, I think it's pretty much a certainty he's going to come back wearing some sort of cage or fishbowl. Yeah. Uh, once he gets back on the ice. Give him Charlie's um, helmet. Yeah, we could. Yeah. Put the padding back we in. We want him to be protected. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, if it is the full, like, eight weeks, I think I'd be surprised because he's also 18. Yeah. Like, 18-year-old bones, those, those have, uh, you know, better healing powers than... 34 year old bones or older. I won't, undis- I won't disclose older. it, but significantly you know. older. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so hopefully, yeah, Two hopefully it's older. not the, the eight weeks. If it's six, I think that's fine. Um, that was, you know, the, the early indications of the time frame were maybe four to six weeks. If it's anything less than that, let's just hope it's all checked out and clear and he can get here as soon as possible. That would mean no all-star game, which is just over three weeks yeah. from now. Yeah. There is a thought that maybe he just goes 
and represents the Hawks in a way, he should be there. They should have yeah. him there. Maybe if he's not participating, but just they need to involve Connor Bedard in some way, shape, or form, I would think. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, part of me thinks, like, give him the time off. Like, he's he's had a pretty whirlwind season yeah. for an 18-year-old. Part of me really feels like the last thing you need to do is send him to Toronto for All-Star Weekend. Like, maybe maybe give him a break. He, the, the injury kind of gives you that excuse, like, hey, like, hang back, chill, just just recover, um, rather than going and go through all that hoopla just to say, oh, I'm here. You know, I, I get from an NHL perspective, they want him there. Um, but... Maybe it's just better for him to hang back. A uh, little perspective on the six to eight weeks. I wouldn't. I'm no doctor. I only play one on what? TV. But uh, you told me that one day that you were a doctor. You liar, Doctor Greg. Get a look at my feet. <laughs> He's a foot doctor. I, there's some things we have uh, an NDA on. Here. <laughs> That's one of them, buddy. Uh, last year, Jared Chinorty, uh shattered his face. Multiple places. Like Jared Tenorti's injury, much more severe mm-hmm. than what Connor Bedard's doing. He had to have surgery to replace multiple facial fractures. He got injured December 18th. He returned to game action February 11th. So almost. That's like seven weeks. Yeah. So that's right was, in that window. And his and, was and a lot worse. His was worse. His was like broken in three places. Yeah. Like, now, yeah. everybody is different. Everybody heals. Mm-hmm. But your point of him being 18 as opposed to Tenorti, who was in his 30s, 30, uh, yeah. 31 years old when that happened. Um, so if it's eight weeks, I'd be shocked. But you never know with these things. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's a lot of the times, it's like they give these timetables. Kind of like when, you know, the pizza place says we'll be there in 60 minutes. <laughs> and then they show up in 35. And you're like, God, I love that place. Oh, they they yeah. are so fast. They're so fast. So, you know, <laughs> they, they give themselves a little uh, breathing space to yeah. where they'd be like, they don't want to say six to, they don't want to say four to six. And then it takes eight weeks and people are like, oh, my God. They screwed you're it up. You're lying to us. Like, it's. The, the, Blackhawks lie again. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, there they go. Mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. So Blackhawks not telling us the truth. Right. Yeah. So they're giving themselves some leeway here. Speaking of. Uh, Young bones healing quickly. Good to see Samuel Savoie on yeah, the ice today. How about that? Skating, part, not practicing, but he was doing, he was off with the injured players. S- wearing a spiffy green jersey. Yeah, yeah. that included uh, Nick Felino on the ice Felino in gear, the not ice. practicing, but on the ice. Seth Jones was out there again as well. More on him later. Nick Foligno. Um But yeah, Savoie <laughs> looking good, looking fast. And Luke talked about him saying yeah. that he felt strong. And he, and, and he sort of said that Savoie kind of felt like man, I'm going to have to learn to walk again and skate again, and he's already back on the ice, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean... It's a broken femur. Broken, <laughs> broken femur, like, and and there's a chance that he's going to come back and play by the end of this hockey calendar year. Right. Like In the queue. That is, yeah, not with not with the org or anything like that. Um, but that is impressive. Like, and again, young, young bones heal faster than older bones. So um, that, was, uh, that was encouraging to see for him. And he got traded in the queue, so he's going not back to Gatineau, but actually to Ruin Noranda. Uh, so yeah, that was good, good for him. And yeah, Felino too, out there skating. Uh, obviously, with a broken finger, you can still skate. So Richardson said it's basically just to keep him in in skating shape and and ready to go. That once he is able to, you know, get full, uh, you know, as much use out of his finger as he needs to play hockey, uh, he'll be ready to go right away. So that was good to see. Yeah, it was good. I mean, we saw him last night when we were leaving. Mm. He walked past us as we were leaving the United Center to come back here. No limp, obviously no crutches. Did have like, looked like a bruise on his shin for a Savoy. But that Savoie. was Savoy. Yeah, yeah, that was about it. Like, Did you it see was, his shin? There was a bruise on his shin. Oh. I don't know if it was regarding the injury <laughs> or not. Trying to see his feet. But <laughs> I was gonna say, was he wearing shorts? Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> were wandering uh, yeah. around looking for a bathroom. <laughs> they were looking at him and him and Seth Jones were trying to find a bathroom. Pants around his ankle. <laughs> so. It was an emergency. Yeah. <laughs> Kids. But yeah, it's uh, when I saw him out there today I was Yeah, I wasn't expecting pleasant, that. It was a pleasant yeah. surprise. Yeah. It was it was nice to see and um it certainly sounds like he's gonna try and make it for the uh the queue. Maybe their postseason. I know he was traded. 
to a com- more competitive team, and you mm-hmm. don't go trade for a guy even at that level if if you don't expect him to yeah, play. You're not yeah. just going to do give up some There's draft n- <laughs> picks to, for nothing. You don't have to worry about like salary caps right, in, it's in not minor sal- hockey. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not an LTIR no, uh, no. move, but uh, yeah. Uh, it would be, be great to see him get back on the ice this year because it certainly that was an ugly in, injury and um, you know lost pretty much a full year of development. But yeah, we'll see what tough. happens. Be he's a guy that I think is going to be uh, a fun part of the rebuild. When you talk about what Colin Blackwell brings to this team, mm-hmm. that's exactly what Sabois brings to this team. Yeah. Maybe even. Even, even a little bit more edgy, right. edgy play for sure, and maybe a little more offensive upside too. Even though maybe. Blackwell yeah. has been able has been pleasant surprise and, and scored a few goals here, uh, I think consistently Savoie might be able to provide that more often. Yeah. One last thing on uh, Bedard too. Luke was sort of asked. Phil Thompson said, "Well, if he can't go to the All Star game, who would you think should go and Luke was very clear in saying that the Hawks don't have don't seem to have much say on that as far as he understood uh, but yeah. he said Mrazek Kurashev Dickinson I think those were the three he mentioned Vlasic right? too you mentioned Vlasic yes Vlasic. yes yeah. and I think we're all locked up with that but I think the idea of Mrazek is interesting it would be a great narrative fun. yeah be a great narrative because you got to remember it was less than two years ago the Toronto Maple Leafs Gave us a first-round pick that turned into Sam Renzel just to take Peter Mrazek's contract. And then he'd be riding in on his white horse back into Toronto <laughs> as an all-star while the guy they signed to replace Peter Mrazek has spent most of the season in the AHL. Hey, they just recalled him. So, great. You know, so have some respect. So they're ready to lose again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then speaking of all-stars, Ethan Del Mastro has been named yeah, uh, an hey, all-star in the AHL. That's yeah. awesome. He's had a very surprisingly offensive season this year. And he's been a contributor. He's played a lot of power play minutes yeah. down there, especially had to. with, uh, you know, Phillips has been a power play guy. He's, you know, half the season up here. Um, I think like at least a third of his points have come on special teams. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, very cool uh, for, for, for first pro season. And you're an all-star in the AHL. That's, that's no slouch. You know what? It, it shouldn't be come as a shock just based on, how this kid keeps incrementally getting better season by season. He went from being, you know, a mid-round draft pick where you're like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And then he goes back to juniors and you're like, oh, we might have something here. And then he gets kept on. Uh, he he makes the world junior team as an injury replacement. By the end of the tournament, he's leading the defenseman in minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just this kid just keeps. It's awesome. You know hitting his strides and, and maximizing his, his potential. Definitely. Um, all right. We're going to get to the cutter Gauthier stuff with Pete when he joins us at three spicy, but there's quite been a, last night, especially in the post game, a lot of people kind of asking about the fallout of that and were the Hawks involved and should they go try to get Trevor Zegers, who is sort of rumored to be available. Well, he's dead. Uh, again. Not anymore. He is injured again. Yes. Um, yeah. I, they said like, I, saw, I can't remember who I saw, and it was just chaotic as that Gochi thing was happening. But 20-some tw- teams were, from what I saw, in contact with Philly about getting that done. You have to imagine the Hawks were one of them. I mean, you think? As, as you should have been. Like, yeah. like, most teams should have been in on that uh, opportunity because Gauthier, how often does a top-five pick – when they're still a teenager, hit the market, you know, you have, and, and, and a player of, of that caliber, um, you should have been in on them. You know, if, if the Blackhawks were, that's great. Like I, I, I like that mentality and knowing that it was Drysdale in a second to get him, like, you know, I don't know what it would have been from the Blackhawks, but something equal to that for Carter Gauthier, I'd be okay with that if the Blackhawks had done that, but they didn't. So well, Drysdale, I mean, what's the comparison in the Hawks system? Vlasic. Is it Vlasic? It's him or Korczynski. Well, it's probably them. Vla- it's probably Vlasic then, as far as where they are in their in their age and experience. But I would think that, but they're not as the same a trade piece player, though. though. Korczynski probably has more value than Vlasic. Yeah, but he's more you, the player like Drysdale. Drysdale's more the right player, as far as as far as play type wise, play yeah. play style. Yeah, but as far as like maybe immediate value to Philly. I mean, it might be Vlasic 
as far as like stepping in and being like, I mean, is Vlasic more of an NHL player right now than Korchinski? I would say yes. Yes. So I think as far as what Drysdale brings to the to the table, in the moment, Vlasic is more. Comparable. Well, we don't even know. Like Drysdale, you talk about Zegers, and he's having injury problems. Drysdale's played eighteen games over the last two seasons. Yeah. And he, he missed almost an entire year. He played eight games last year. He's yeah. only played 10 this year. Part of that was his contract hold out, hold yeah. out at the beginning of the year. But he's got injury problems. Um, uh, and, you know, that's not saying that's going to follow him for the rest of his career, but we've seen that happen to young players mm-hmm. around here. So, uh, I don't know. It's one of those where I joked that when, the, when that news came out, it was like you just read the comments on both teams' release. Mm-hmm. And I was like, congratulations, Ducks and Flyers, for completing a trade that both of your fan bases hate. <laughs> well, I mean, and the Cricket says it. About it is Cricket says it in chat, saying, wild. "I'm not sure I like uh, Cutter's attitude, but I can't say that 100. Haven't heard his side, which is true. But like, you have Ducks fans saying we really like Drysdale. He had good chemistry with his teammates here. They all seem to really like each yeah. other. And now we're trading a guy for a malcontent who's not played an NHL game yet. And the Flyers are like, <laughs> this is a really good player. What are we doing here mm-hmm. for a guy who's been hurt most of his career and hasn't really proven anything yet? Yeah, it's tough. And and I I get that. It, to me, if I'm thinking, if it's Vlasic and a second for Cutter Gauthier, would I have done it? It's very tempting, that's for sure. But as I look at what this team has and what this team needs, I think Vlasic is more, especially looking at this upcoming draft where the Hawks will probably have a top three pick again, mm-hmm. where they can address another forward another center I don't know if I would have done that I don't know if I would have made that trade because you just look at they keep making the comparisons to Vlasic and Jalmerson and you look at the value that Jalmerson brought those cup teams it's mm-hmm. not flashy it doesn't fill up score sheets but it wins you games and the what we've seen from Vlasic since Seth Jones has been down has been awesome mm-hmm. it has I, been I don't know if I would have traded either Vlasic or Korchinski in that Gauthier deal like especially what you just said Hawks are probably going to have another top three pick. I mean, you get Celebrini or you get Lindstrom, you know, one of those yeah. guys, you don't need to give up a possible future number one defenseman to get a guy that has not proven he's going to be a top six player yet. Not yet, you know. but has that potential. He definitely I, does, I, but I, you're going to get another guy like that yeah. in the draft, so you don't need it's, to trade for I mean, him. it's. It, I think it's definitely worth the uh, the old tire kick, um, because think about if say they Blackhawks finish with the number three pick in the in the draft, right? Like yeah, Celebrini's out, Iserman might be out, so there's maybe Lindstrom. You also have uh, Levshinov, and you have Sam Dickinson. Like Dickinson, yeah, those are some some bigger defensemen that you could have uh, that you could bring into the system, which you already have. A number of big defensemen, Korchinski, Allen, AHL All Star, Ethan Del Mastro. Like, I don't want to say Velasic's expendable, but it's kind of in a in a position of depth to add to your forward group, which has Bedard, has Nazar. We think we have something in Oliver Moore too. The Cutter Gautier coming in off of the World Juniors, he had two great seasons. He's having in, at Boston College. Like, I don't know. I think it's very much worth that conversation. But it's all hypothetical because it didn't happen. Yeah. It's just, I just hope they were involved and I, you know. I, I would imagine a phone call was made yeah, and then sure. he was told what they want and he probably was like, eh, okay. And I'm sure Kyle Davidson knows like Patrick Sharp and, and all oh, that I'm and sure, has yeah. a contact and yeah. It yeah. is it is very impressive that that many teams involved, whatever the number was, were able to keep it completely quiet. Yeah, how about that? Especially throughout the World Juniors. Which I think the Flyers did a good job of not pulling that off. I know they waited for his value to be high because he had a really good World Juniors. Mm-hmm. But could you imagine if they had done that right before then, and then he's got to answer that the whole tournament? And like, I think everybody yeah. handled this as well as they could have. Yeah. So, all right, uh, we're going to talk to Pete Blackburn here next. But first, I'm going to tell you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. DraftKings is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. As I'm perusing the playoff matchups, looking for the Bears. Nope, they're not there. <laughs> Here's what I saw. The Packers, the hated, 
detestable mm-hmm. Pudwackian Packers mm-hmm. are getting seven and a half Pud Packers against the Dallas Cowboys, who last I checked were still coached by Mike McCarthy. They are. Can we confirm? Yes. Yes. Confirmed. Packers plus seven and a half is very, very tempting to me Mm-mm. because you know what? We have to suffer. I don't want to tr- cheer for the Packers to win money. It, it will ease the pain of their inevitable win because guess what? They have another great quarterback. Lottie da no, right here. Stop it. It's not fair. They don't have a great quarterback. They God don't. is dead. <laughs> Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code CHGO. New customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. The crown is yours. Here we go. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay, play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus specs expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Mm, not uh, a record. Butchered that one. My record wasn't even threatened. Yeah, there, there should be a couple extra me. seconds last, uh, added to this, too. Yeah. I'm not really sure what happened there. It started at 44 seconds. It started seconds. at 42 seconds. I was like, well. <laughs> oh, so I was actually like longer than 36? Yeah, yeah you're, you're probably about 30, 36, oh. or 38. First time I've probably. been too long. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, let's go out to the uh, hey guest now. line. Hey, now. Oh, wait, we still got I, I, I know we're very excited to talk with talk Pete. I don't talk to Pete. I know, but Pete needs Pete needs to know about the great people at game time. For the next time he's looking Sorry, to get Pete. his tickets to his next big event. Because Pete and others like Pete shouldn't have to worry when they're looking to buy tickets to those big events. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater shows near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets and they have those last minute uh, price drops, the flash deals, zone deals. Uh, They allow you to see the view uh, from your seat at the venue that you're going to be at, which is awesome. Uh, If you haven't been to a certain stadium or a certain concert venue before and you want to know what your view is going to be like, game time allows you to do that. Uh, And look, you're going to get the best deals uh, on, on tickets around. I know the Blackhawks, they've been selling out some games recently, so that's good for them. Hot ticket again. Yeah. Tickets might be a little easier to get over the next six to eight weeks. Uh, go to game time and make sure that you are getting the best price on those tickets. Again, they take the, they take the guesswork out of buying tickets. So download the game time app, create an account, and use the code CHGO for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the app. Create an account. Redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, now we're going to go out to the guest line and bring in our pal Pete Blackburn from the What Chaos Show. Follow him on Twitter at Pete Blackburn. What's up, Pete? How are you guys? We're good. Uh, I know we want to talk about Gauthier with you and that whole thing. And I just want to say, as a hockey fan, I am very glad there's some like fun off ice drama happening that like happens in the other big leagues. Yeah, it feels like stuff like this never happens in the NHL. We're so and used pro- to <laughs> no soap operas and just hockey, right? Right. And now I, we finally I, I, get I soap operas. This. this is awesome. Yeah, quite a year to start a podcast about hockey that revolves around chaos because there has been a whole lot of it. Uh, I was actually having the conversation with DJ yesterday. I was like, because there were so many hang ups, hang ups in the process of like shopping the show and getting it launched if something had happened and we had not launched the show until like the all-star break of this season i would have jumped off a bridge based off of how much we've missed (laughs) oh yeah yeah i mean you would have you would have missed you know bedard mania up until he Mm -hmm. broke his jaw in half uh everything with the leafs everything with the bruins i know it's, it's it's a big focus of you guys um, just tons of stuff. Tons the, of stuff. The Oilers, the Oilers being the worst team in the world yeah. to start this season. Yeah. And then firing the coach. Like, a bunch of coaches being fired. We missed, like, two coaches fired, even launching in, like, November. So, it was, uh, it's, it's been a hell of a year for the NHL. Yeah. So, 
with all the madness that has gone on with with the Gautier, uh Drysdale trade, what what's your take on on everything? How it how it seemingly came to be on Philly's side, and you know where the teams go from here. Uh, I mean, like as a hockey trade, it's it, I think it's obviously up in the air. We don't know what Drysdale is yet. We obviously don't know what Goche is yet. I mean, both players look like they've got high ceilings, but I think the hockey portion of this trade is the least interesting, and that's something crazy to say over a blockbuster trade involving like two top prospects. But the off the ice stuff and kind of like the hoopla around this has been unbelievable. And my big takeaway is that this trade feels like it was necessary for the flyers as unfortunate as it was but it does seem like it has restored some identity to the philadelphia flyers and them just being like we're cool being assholes like if you don't want to play for us get the hell out and we like we'll be kind of like bitter and nasty where we need to be i love the concerted effort to get everybody in a position of leadership behind a microphone after this trade was announced to just be like this is not a trade we wanted to make. This guy kind of sucks and boned us. And here's here's the truth. Here's the transparency that you Flyers fans have been asking for for quite some time. So, like, I love it from the Flyers perspective, even if they lose it from a hockey perspective. I've been thinking about coming at, coming at it from a media perspective. You know that, like, before the game started, there had to be a press release to the media there, like, there will be an announcement coming at the first intermission. Please gather at this place at this time. Mm-hmm. And just kind of the speculate that that would be really exciting and kind of nerve wracking to cover. But the fact that I was saying it before you jumped on Pete, the fact that they have been, were able to keep a story this big, this quiet with so many teams involved is amazing. It's no one stunning. had a sniff of this. It's stunning that like, that this has been going on since like around March and it hasn't gotten out till now. And they not only has it not gotten out, but like the Flyers were still able to get really good value for a player that did not want to be there. And so like that is really, really impressive. Good work by the Flyers uh, new front office in terms of keeping that under wraps and also getting a pretty solid return, uh, assuming that Drysdale pans out in the way that that everybody kind of hopes that he does. But like th- it's. It's unbelievable, and it's it's wild how different each player involved here now has like the road in front of them. Because Drysdale is going to be the most beloved guy in this in the city of Philadelphia for the foreseeable future, because they're just going to be rooting so hard for him to be an awesome player, just to kind of spite Cutter Gauthier. And now Cutter Gauthier has so much pressure on him to kind of live up to the type of ego that demands to leave a place so early in his career. And like, I know that we haven't officially heard from his side of things right now, but it really does seem like there was some preconceived reason why he didn't want to play for the Flyers, whether it was because he grew up a Penguins fan, whether it was because he didn't want to play for John Tortorella, whatever any of the reasons are, but like the, we don't want to burn the first year of your entry-level contract being a reason why a guy demands a trade at uh, essentially demands a trade and even like worse than demanding a trade ghosting your entire front office <laughs> until they trade you like to do that at 19 years old over something that is pretty standard procedure especially for a top pick and not wanting to burn that that first year really kind of setting and making the bed for himself to lie in for the next, or I, or I guess like the entirety of his NHL career. He has to be an awesome player now. Yeah, the, the audacity is is pretty impressive for a kid at that stage in his career. Well, one of the things I got the biggest kick out of is then going on, you know, social media and seeing a bunch of guys and girls who have – Eric Lindros jerseys in their closets getting mad at Cutter Gauthier for not wanting to play there. It's like, hello, you, the greatest one of the greatest players of your franchise showed up to your franchise by pulling the same move. Do we not remember? Yeah, it's not the but same it, move. It feels I mean, a little different. Are, yeah. We need context for like the Lindros situation <laughs> and the Gauthier situation. Lindros told the Nordiques, do not draft me. I don't want to play there. And That's like, true. yes, he landed in Philly's lap because of that. 
But like, that's not the same as telling a team love to play for your team. And then the second that he has a reason to be like, uh, these guys suck. I'm not playing for them. And then pulling that card quite different. Uh, yeah, I, I I think that is true. But right, he still, pulled the card earlier. Then, right? <laughs> but yeah, saying I was was a was a quote. I was born to be a flyer, or made yeah, to be a flyer, yeah. something like that. That's a little different. But, well, as, uh, as we know with with eighteen year old draft prospects, sometimes they just say shit just to say shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, we've experienced that before. Um, yeah, uh, boy. But I'm trying to think of is there a one fan base I would rather not cross than Philly. I yeah, that's a uh, Toronto maybe that's maybe the last one. Well, I mean they they once famously threw snowballs at Santa Claus, so they're not going to think mm-hmm. twice about you know. And then of course Kevin Hayes gets dragged into yeah. all this. He's pooping, and man. and yeah, this the 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 stair pooper gets uh, yeah has to deal with poop being flung in his direction. Um, just an ugly situation on that end. Yeah, I mean, and it's not like it's obviously not a, a lot of it is is great or whatever. Like, I love the chaos and I love the the drama of it. But obviously, would I love to see Kevin Hayes not be dragged into it and have to deal with the repercussions of that and some of the things that were said to him? Of course, sure. you know, it, it seems very unnecessary and um, you know, a, a, kind of a wild thing to say <laughs> by uh, right. I, Anthony. Some something I, I I apologize. I'm not familiar with who the guy was who who kind of dragged him into it. San but like, Filippo, does that sound right? Something San Filippo, like yeah. yeah. And I believe that he's well liked within the Flyers organization, and a lot of people have said like, "Hey, a, a lot of the, like the seemingly crazy things that this guy says prove to be true over time." I don't necessarily know if I like believe that Kevin Hayes had that much influence over trading a top <laughs> prospect within uh, an organization that he no longer plays for. It's, yeah, mean, it's, it's 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 probably absolutely not true, but also just kind of the collateral is like, well, that's also interesting that he hung around with Kevin Hayes a lot, who did the same thing. Yeah, but it's one right. thing for Kevin Hayes to be like, ah, you know what, I didn't love it there, or Torch was a dick to me. Mm-hmm. If that changes Cutter Gochi's mind completely on playing for an organization, I mean, I'm sure Connor Bedard heard a bunch of stuff about Chicago before sure. the draft. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like, I don't know. It's 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 very interesting. I'm here for the drama, but to just kind of uh, piggyback on your point, Pete. Regardless of how fun this is for everyone not involved, threatening a player like Kevin Hayes is getting death threats. People are bringing up Jimmy. Right. Like, what that's, are we doing here? That's crossing the line. At the end of the day, it's hockey. Like, let's. Let's let yeah. lose perspective. I mean, these are the that. same type of people who get in the brawls at games, and you know they need to go outside and smell a flower. Listen, I don't have any problem with brawls at games. Give me the brawls <laughs> at games. It's, I love the content. I did see somebody. I want to point out like a uh, an unbelievable tweet that I saw earlier was last night is the uh, the first Bruins Coyotes game at Mullet Arena in which every uh, person attending has left with all their fingers. <laughs> yes. No. There you go. Big moment for the NHL. Congrats. That's true. Yes. <laughs> Good job. That's big. Congratulations to all those involved. I uh, want to ask you about the Connor Bedard angle now of the All-Star game. Uh, we've been kind of uh, discussing, well, now that it looks like he's not going to be part of it. I don't know if you saw it, Pete, but it was announced today he's out six to eight weeks after surgery. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been kind of speculating on which Blackhawk will replace him. Uh, the out-of-town perspective, which Blackhawk, Pete, would you like to see replace Connor Bedard? For a dollar, name a Blackhawk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know Jason Dickinson uh, is probably like the leading guy there. I I think that this should be used as an opportunity for the league to say, not everybody needs uh, a representative. Because there are, I mean, no disrespect to Jason Dickinson. I know he's having a pretty good year, but like there are more deserving guys that are going to be left off if the Blackhawks need to have a representative. And so, like, for me, that kind of stinks. I personally would love to see the Blackhawks just send Tommy Hawk and yeah. uh, just kind Mascot of be of like, year. he is representing our team, and we're not sending a player to represent our team. But it would be funny if he did have to play in the All-Star game. It's just you have a bunch of NHL All-Stars and then one mascot. That would be awesome. Yeah, I that would be fantastic to see. And don't count out Tommy Hawk's uh, abilities on the ice. He uh, he can 
You can get around. He can, you know, toss some people around if he needs to. We've if seen, it was we've seen video of that. If it was between oh, Tommy oh, Hawk yeah. and the concourse, every <laughs> yeah. time I bring up Tommy Hawk to anybody, I make sure that they know that that video exists. Him absolutely kicking the shit out of somebody in the concourse. <laughs> that was the best. I got to say, though, if it was uh, Connor McDavid bursting down the uh, the right wing boards and it was Jared Tenorti or Tommy Hawk, I'm going to take Tommy Hawk. I, I like Tommy the odds yeah. better. Yeah. Oh, my God. The idea of Tommy Hawk injuring a legitimate <laughs> NHL star in the All-Star game by throwing a body would be the best storyline of the entire season. <laughs> now, that's the sort of drama that'd, we're looking that'd for. That would be fantastic. Yeah, that's that would be fun. But I'm interested to see if the league is going. We were talking about this, too, before you jumped on. Could they find something for Bedard to do there? even if he's just there to wave and sign jerseys or, or whatever and still be the representative. That way, they could get a more deserving player in the game, and he is still there representing the Blackhawks, wearing the jersey or whatever, mm -hmm. and he's still available to the media, available to the fans. That might be the best of both worlds, I think. Well, here's the problem. He has a fractured jaw. Like if he had like a, a high ankle sprain or like a yeah. some like a broken arm, sure, send him to do media and like hang out with the fans and stuff. But a guy with a fractured jaw, I don't know what the surgery process or healing process or whether it's wired shut or whatever. If if I don't have to go to the All-Star game as a player, like a healthy player, and I know a lot of guys don't want to, I can guarantee that Connor Bedard doesn't want to go as like a representative of the Blackhawks to talk to the media and talk to like fans or whatever with a fractured jaw. That sounds right, like the yeah. worst experience possible. So absolutely not. Do not send him if he's not playing. You could do he, like a smoothie and mashed potato taste test. Well, that's, yeah, he could. No, I was just going to say, don't be surprised if this weekend the NHL announces an addition to the skills competition, the broth chugging <laughs> contest brought to you by Campbell's Soup. <laughs> Rubber band uh, elasticity tests. Yeah. There's all sorts of things. Yeah. We just got to get creative. But yeah, I, I, I think you're right. It would be nice to see, as much as we would love here in Chicago to have Khrushchev or Vlasic or Mrazic or Dickinson there, does anyone outside of Chicago give a shit about any of those guys? No, no, no. Uh, and and look, people were were giving it to you know poor Boone Jenner from the Blue Jackets for being the the, the nominee from the Blue Jackets, and he's actually healthy and can go. So the fact that you know an injury replacement would have to be there, it's, it just seems unnecessary. And someone pointed out, uh, Matty Beniers was injured as the Kraken represent representative. Uh, I think it was two years ago, and they didn't replace him. So, yeah, there's no precedent set that you have to replace. Technically, him. the Blackhawks have an all-star. It's Connor Bedard. He just can't physically just, make it. Yeah, so then right. you give it to somebody else. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. You have that extra fan vote slot. But we were talking oh, right before you. Sadder than like the media day where they have all the like all-stars lined up at the podium in like the same room, and then like all I'm imagining is just like everybody. Uh, hordes of media in that room and then jason dickinson like sitting at his podium basically by himself or like with you three guys there who see him like every day <laughs> just being yeah. like so this is weird huh <laughs> yeah we just have the same conversation but now we're in toronto <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. well, we were just talking for for uh selfish reasons i kind of hope they announce Morazic because uh that would be a good storyline because the uh, maple leafs gave the Blackhawks a first-round pick to take the Mrazic off his hands, and he comes back to Toronto as a, quote, all-star uh, <laughs> when the Maple Leafs really could use a, quote, all-star goalie in their lineup. That would be amazing. That would be pretty awesome. And I've also, like, I get to say, personally speaking, selfishly, I've seen a Peter Mrazic shutout victory this year uh, in Chicago. So that guy is rocked this year for the most part. <laughs> In a situation that does not rock for him. Yeah, he, he is. He's he been is really good. He is legit. And people that would look at his numbers and say, this is not an all-star, but you look at the team in front of him and he's been, right. he's, he has kept them in games. He is, they have no business being. He in. has better numbers than last year and the team's been playing worse than last year. Yeah. The fact that he has a save percentage over 900 uh, with that defensive team in front of him is, uh, it's all-star worthy.
so that's that's what happened when the Bruins signed Linus Olmark, uh, and people were like looking at his numbers, and he, I think he had like a nine fifteen save percentage the year before he signed with the Bruins, and it was in Buffalo, and they obviously had one of the worst defenses in in the entire league because it's the Buffalo Sabers, and he still posted like a nine fifteen save percentage, and I was like, that in itself is very impressive. Let's see what he can do with the, with a, a decent defense, and a couple of years later, he wins the Vezina. So. Right. Uh, you know, I, I think that goaltending is an unf- uh, sometimes an unfair position to tie to s- statistics alone. Well, we do have a poll running on the YouTube page. If you had to pick one Blackhawk to replace Connor Bedard in the All-Star game, who would it be? Jason Dickinson, Philip Kurashev, Peter Mrazek, Alex Vlasic. Get your votes in, and we'll reveal at the end of the show. Uh, one more thing before I let you go. Uh, the Oilers beat the Hawks 2-1 to last night. The Hawks actually, I don't know if you got to watch any of that game. That's I could- all that. Yeah, I mean, they they did a great job containing them offensively, but uh, regardless, the Oilers are on fire and have now uh, secured themselves a wild card spot and uh, more to come. Are they are they fully back? Are we are we seeing what we thought we were going to see from the Oilers kind of all year or is this kind of a mirage too? What do you think? Yeah, we no, I we went through it um th- this morning just kind of like the 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 differences but uh, before and after the coaching change and they're just so much better of a team in terms of structure and, and what they're allowing and also what they're generating since that coaching change and you know uh, there were obviously signs at the beginning of the year when they were struggling that like hey maybe they'll come out of this at some point like they have too much talent especially in a guy like McDavid who is clearly banged up and not right um and then like you know obviously dry sidle and, and all the guys that they have there it, they they weren't getting saves their structure was coming apart but they just their best players weren't really playing like their best players and it was just like a situation where you know they needed a kick in the pants and the only question was like were they going to turn it around at a point that was too late for them to make up that ground? And the fact that they're even in a playoff spot right now, this soon after um, the, the the swap over is a really good sign for them. Uh, I think they're in pretty good shape right now. Yeah, they're only four points behind the Kings for third place in the Pacific. I mean, it's been pretty good. Uh, Stuart Skinner has played a big part of that too. He's not as uh, uh, civvy as he was earlier. Swiss cheese. Yeah. yeah. And the Hawks play the Jets next. And that team, all of us slept on. They are absolutely kicking ass up and down the league. And I, I don't was it was Blake Wheeler the problem in, in Winnipeg? Was that like the the one thing they had to get rid of? I don't know. Like He's the on one the thing Rangers they changed. and they're doing pretty good. Yeah, like what what the hell? Yeah, I mean, I, we talked about, like, the biggest surprises of the season so far. My number one is probably the fact that the Winnipeg Jets are at the very top of the league. If you told me that they were even, like, a, a playoff team or, like, a you know, a top three team in that div- that division, I would say uh, that's pretty surprising. But the fact they're tops of the league after the Blake Wheeler departure, and I know a lot's been said about kind of some of the problems they had off the ice with, with Blake Wheeler and, and the culture that was in Winnipeg. And then, you know, the fact that we were questioning whether Mark Shifley or Connor Hellebuck would be on that team to even start this season. Then they come out with the, the gigantic extensions out of nowhere. And now they sit at the top of the league without their best player, arguably in the lineup with Kyle Connor and that they're doing all of this without him is super, super impressive. And, and maybe the most impressive part of it all is that, the identity of this team is how good they are defensively. Yes, they're getting a ton of saves and getting a great year from Connor Hellebuck, but they're also doing a really good job of playing structured defense and holding the fort down in front of him, which has not been the case for a lot of Connor Hellebuck's tenure in Winnipeg. Their identity has been a fast-paced offensive team with a lot of talent up front, but you know, kind of lacking it in the back end. And now that's sort of... I don't want to say flipped because they still have that offensive talent, but they are playing really well uh, defensively. And so I think the Winnipeg Jets are for real, man. And and so a lot of credit to uh, to Rick Bonus and kind of the way that that team has been turned around in how surprising they are this year. I mean, I know we can't declare trade wins or losses half a season later, but we may look back at that uh, Dubois trade with the Kings as a fleecing that's a victory uh, for the Jets. That's I a mean, victory yeah. already. Well, it is so far this season because yeah. Dubois has not uh, been very productive with the Kings, and, and the pieces they've gotten back have become big parts of that Jets lineup. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, like PLD has has runway. He's got a eight eight year deal, but uh, you know, he has shown flashes of being a really good player. But even when they made that trade um, over the summer, I I it, I was hesitant about it just because of I don't think we know who PLD is as a player in terms of like consistency being able to do it on a nightly basis, but I didn't expect him to have this rough of a start to start in, a, in LA, especially on a really good Kings team that has been performing up to expectations and possibly even beyond expectations. And they haven't really gotten much from him or needed much from him. Well, it's going to be a fun rest of the year to watch. It's been uh, chaotic, uh, excuse the pun. Anything you want to let people know about coming up on the show this week or something they might have missed that they should go check out? Uh, yeah, we had an unbelievable interview with Kirill Marchenko this week. Uh, that came out yesterday, um, and it was just – he's the best. He's an adorable, such an endearing person, obviously a great player, uh, should be hopefully a like a centerpiece of the blue jackets moving forward, but like an unbelievable personality. So that interview is awesome. And then right before doing this, we taped an interview with a defenseman who's been around for a little bit. He's awesome. I won't reveal his name, but it's maybe one of the best interviews that we've done to this point. He like, he played the game uh, very, very well. If you know how we do our interviews and kind of how weird they can get, he he's probably the guy that has played the game the most with us. That's fun. That sounds good. We'll yeah. look forward to that. By the way, Kirill Marchenko, I liked the interview until he revealed he just doesn't like music. He's indifferent about music. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how many people do you know in life that are just like, yeah, music, not for me. I could Don't take care about any genre, just not for me. <laughs> it's unbelievable. That's crazy. It's, how do you even, I, I was I was putting myself in your shoes, like, how do you even have the conversation beyond that point? Like, you just don't like, it's not even don't like. It's just completely, complete indifference Does to it. Does nothing for him. As if it's a tree or a cloud. <laughs> like, it's just, ah, it could be there or not be there, and it wouldn't make a difference to me. It was wild. Do you, there are, like, do you think there are, like, deaf people that watch that interview clip and were like, what the, come on! <laughs> like, you're letting it go to waste! Yeah. I, that's, like, that's like that a little bit. He doesn't the, have, I have a preference. No interest other than he just doesn't have a preference. There is no doubt that yeah, Connor Bedard when we were there and we did the uh, the Bedard interview and, and talked to a couple of guys uh, in that room, they were they were still trying to figure out what Bedard's deal was. Um, I think it was it was Wyatt Kaiser who was his roommate um, for at the beginning of the season. He was like, I don't think I've seen him turn on a TV. I was like, what is he, just like sit on the bed and stare at the wall on like road trip? Is he like David Putty on an airplane? Yeah, just, right. You don't know anything this guy does outside of a hockey rink? And he's just like, I don't know. That's crazy. Well, yeah, I, we still don't know. I, I, ser- I malfunctioned when I heard him just say, eh, music. Eh, okay, <laughs> cool. Good interview though. He was he was very charming, and uh, I said it. We said to you, I think the first time we had you on, we were mad at you for making us like Brad Marchand. But you guys are doing great work. In you're you're one of the few podcasts out there that's like getting these players to show their personalities and be comfortable, and you're doing it in a uh, in a in a way that doesn't make the listener uncomfortable from time to time. If you know what I mean. Yeah, so, I mean w- once you guys start getting down to talking about hockey, yeah, it's a good podcast. Like grab ass and. Uh. Thank you very much. Yes, we're a very grab assy podcast. Some people like it, some people don't. Yeah, no, it's it's like music. It's not forever. Talk about hockey. Yeah. All right, Pete. We appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. Uh, We'll talk to one of you guys next week. Yeah, I will. uh, I'll be in Chicago next week, so I will hopefully uh, see you guys out there. Need to get the fourth chair out here. I think so. Do it. We have to fire someone to bring one in, but we will. We'll take care of it. Thanks, Pete. It's been a good run. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you next week. That is Pete Blackburn from the Wet Chaos Podcast. Follow him at Pete Blackburn and What Chaos at What Chaos Show. All right, we've got our big announcement uh, to make, but Stephen, unsatisfied with the likes. I'm not happy, guys. There's 185 of us in here. We have 101 likes. I said 115. 115? How about 117? Ooh. Interesting. Right? Maybe we get to 117 after we tell the good people about the electric grid. I, I, you know what, Mario? I'm glad you mentioned that because I was just thinking about how it's getting easier 
for businesses to switch to electric vehicles, and I'm that's something that we can all get behind. That. That's crazy. I, yeah, I, I think about that all the time. When I'm, well, I, I turn, I like, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to listen to music. I want to think about the electric. Kirill Marchenko is passionate about the electric grid. That's true. Yeah, that is true. We may, know that, and, and maybe that is what takes up space in Connor Bedard's head. It could be. He's thinking about what are we going to do about energy, yeah. the energy crisis, clean energy. That's that's his that's his thing. Clean energy and hockey. When we know that Connor and Kirill will get behind. Uh, Electric vehicles, because for the health of the planet and the well-being of all of us who share it, it's important. It is. The electric grid that we all love and enjoy is evolving to meet all of our cleaner energy needs. And as we all move with confidence toward an electric tomorrow, whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, the good people at ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. Mario, birthday boy, what should business owners do? Well... They should definitely go to comed.com slash clean and learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. So if you own a business, do not wait. Uh, start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. It's good for business, good for the planet, and good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. Was that comed.com slash clean? Comed.com slash clean. Yes. Go now. Mm. And see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. We have hit our like mark. We have, but you know, it's three thirty. We're gonna have to save it for tomorrow. Son no, of, I'm just hey, kidding. Hold on, we still got another read. They got, they got to wait a little longer. Ooh, we call that a tease. Yes. Ooh, that is a nice tease. Ooh, maybe, uh, maybe this, uh, this big show announcement is a reveal of a Foco bobblehead. Mm, maybe. maybe. Only one way to find out. Let's Could see. It's, let's see if it's down here in the read. Uh, Foco, they're cool. They got stuff. They got merchandise and gear, sports spurch. gear, spurch. the best spurch around, hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Keep your eyes peeled. Keep teeping, uh, you know, keep uh, checking in with them because every once mm-hmm. in a while they drop a new Connor Bedard pre-order bobblehead that sells out. Oh, wait. Like, Connor Bedard broken jaw bobblehead. Weird. Oh. <laughs> Look at that Dave Bolin one. Comes with a... <laughs> Comes with the jaw. It's it's a it's a play off the old trap jaw character from uh, He Man. Uh, so according to Foco, baseball season is all year long. So you could oh, also yeah, get uh, Might as well be. Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. You'll check out our some of our awesome set decorations uh, has been donated by Foco. So um, if you need to donate uh, decorate your office, whether it's at home, at the office, your cubicle. Uh, your man cave, your she shed, whatever you need. Bathroom. Stuff for. They have it. So head on over to focofoco.com or click the link, click the link in the description below click for all non-presale link. items. Use the promo code CHGO10 for 10% off. I'm just so excited about our uh, announcement here. All right. This a couple people have, uh, have gotten it, and uh, they've cracked the code. We have been signed by the Blackhawks. Yes, we are. Uh, the, we are now the fourth third line. line. Third line. We're better than the fourth. Line. Two fats and a skinny, which is the key. And ice on pro hockey. <laughs> we know that. Uh, here's what it is. Truly, uh, we are proud to announce that Blackhawks forward Nick Foligno will be part of our show uh, for the rest of this season and hopefully beyond. Uh, we've agreed to uh, a ah, number of in-studio appearances. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Nick. <laughs> yeah, a, 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 a series of in-studio appearances. I think we're looking at eight Hell between yeah. now and the end of the season, which is the middle of April for the Blackhawks. He's going to be here a lot. Unless they get hot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Nick Foligno is going to be here. First meeting is going to be Monday, this Monday. Monday. Oh, yeah. Uh, 2.30, Nick Foligno will be here in-studio with us. Uh, we ran into him yesterday on the way out. That was who he rode the elevator with. And, uh, he seems very excited and very That's grateful awesome. for the opportunity. And he actually thanked us, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to be awesome. Uh, I think you guys are going to love it. We did have him on a couple weeks ago. And then after that show, had a little sit down with him, yep, went very showed well. him what we're about and, uh, he's in. It's awesome. Yes, we yeah. Did, we did not let him leave until, uh, <laughs> That's agreed. actually how he broke his finger. Yeah. <laughs> stuffed him in that locker that's done nothing but uh, cause trouble since day one here at CHGO. Yeah. Uh, but we're really excited about that. Uh, we hope you will tune in. Uh, look, he has proven just over this year how thoughtful he is in his answers, how much he cares about this team that he's really only been part of for a few months, really, mm-hmm. when you get down to it. Uh, it's really, It's really exciting for us. And I hope, 
you know, for him, this is, you know, he's towards the end of his career, and, and maybe this is something he's considering getting into, uh, hey. broadcasting in one way or another. So it's a way for him to get his feet wet. It's really just a perfect partnership. Yeah, uh, it was it was great when he was here. Uh, we could have talked to him for two hours if, if we had the time to do so. Now we have some time to have longer conversations and, and um, get into some things about hockey and, and life and all that stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to have Nick on board, get him in here. Uh, we've been trying to get this done basically since we figured he was going to be a Blackhawk. Um, so, yeah, very excited for that. And, yeah, it should be a, a good time. And we've had... You know, we've had Io DeSumo with the Bulls crew. We've had Cole Komet with the Bears crew. And now we got uh, Nick uh, joining up with us. Um, it's good stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, it's, it's going to be great. And, uh, again, just the fact that he is so enthusiastic about it mm-hmm. is a huge thing. And, I, you know, there's, there's always, you know, we saw some people saying, like, Connor Bedard's going to be part of the show. And, like, oh, man. let's let him get there. Felino is the perfect guy for this uh, with his experience as a player been around the league, been on all sorts of teams, and just the, the overall willingness and excitement he's shown is yeah. is great. And we want to also thank uh, every th- everybody at the Blackhawks for helping us get this done. Yep, uh, These things are complicated. Uh, what I learned is, like, there's cap implications to things like this, and, like, the team <laughs> can't be involved, and there's all these sort of, like, yeah. loops and things you got to jump through uh, to get these things done. Uh, and thanks to to Jake and our leadership here, for their hard work and getting it done too, so we're super excited to have Nick Felino as part of the show. I can't, uh, I can't wait to see that little asterisk on uh, Cap Friendly that says <laughs> CHGO appearances. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that was re- that was really interesting to me. I had no idea that that would be uh, a consideration. Yeah, that's but, something I learned as well. Yeah. So Monday, two thirty. It's going to be awesome. Uh, but we're going to be back tomorrow. Tomorrow, six thirty. Pre-game. Pre-game show. <clears throat> then Hawks and Jets at seven, and then we'll be on. Post game will be at full strength. The three of us will be here. Should be well. I'm not going to say fun because it is the Jets. We'll make it fun. We'll make it fun. We'll make it fun. Absolutely. And the way, honestly, the way this team has played the last couple of games, um, I'm just saying, bro. Don't be bro, surprised, bro. Under the hat on. Surprise, bro. Don't be surprised, bro. <laughs> Hawks getting hot. Who knows? You, you never know. Me, but they might beat the Jets. Oh tomorrow. man, could you believe if they beat the Jets? <laughs> Biggest bunch of buttes in the league. Yeah, mate. don't. Uh, don't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the way this team is playing, um, I would I would love to see the effort continue against the division-leading Jets. NHL have an, leading have Jets. an entertaining game. Yes, NHL-leading Jets. Have an entertaining game and uh, make it fun. If you're going to lose, make it fun. Yeah. Exactly. Be bad and entertain me. You yeah. can be both. And before we go, we have a super chat from Thomas. He says, can you imagine Vosters and Felino in the booth together? Love it. Yeah, I mean, that could work. Nick Felino can do whatever he wants when his career is over. He could coach. He could scout. He's, he could broadcast. He's got a great personality. Yeah. Yeah. Going to be going to be good. Going to be good. Yeah. And by the way, we got Blackhawks Hockey 98 and no Royd saying, get Vlasic, get Khrushchev. <laughs> we got Nick Felino. <laughs> if you want more guests, you're going to have to send way more super chats. If you want to hear, <laughs> uh, if you want to hear us exclusively talk to, uh, Philip Kershev and Alex Vlasic go to chgo underscore Blackhawks on Twitter. Nice. Yep, we talked to both of them today in the locker room. <clears throat> yes, we did. Yeah, we and just that's didn't, free. Just weren't able to get to it uh, today on the show because we had a bunch of other stuff to get to. But that's on uh, Twitter. Yep, X. Do we X. want uh, the results of our poll? Sure. Yes. All right. Always got to pay off the poll. So just to recap, if you had to pick one Blackhawk to replace Connor Bedard at the All Star game, who would it be? Jason Dickinson, the winner with forty five percent of the vote. Hometownish boy. Yeah, that's probably fair. Sure. Yeah, I mean he's he's a, a a nice guy. A lot of people like him. He's having a career year, um, sure. But I don't, I don't know. I'm not sold that they're going to get a replacement. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. No, if it's you know, hey, let Luke, uh, Dick, Jason Dickens, God, brain fart. Jason Dixon go to and play. Or get a fourth Maple Leaf out there. The league is probably <laughs> going to say, "All right, Mitch Marner, uh, you, yeah. you can you can play this weekend." That's true. Yeah, that is true. Hey, I loved the uh, the idea from um, Matt Larkin of the Hockey News. Sign Phil Kessel and send Phil Kessel. <laughs> I love that idea. It's <laughs> right there. It'll only cost you money. You'd be the last pick again. That's fine. <laughs> That's something we could talk to uh, Nick Felino, our friend, our pal, 
Was he uh, at that? Coworker. Yeah. Was he, he at was that? One of it was the Team Lotto and Team Tolino versus Team T. He was That's one of the guys right. making the picks. So we could yeah. chat of him about what it's like to do uh, the to draft. be one of those yeah. captains um, and not pick a guy until the very end. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's going to be fun. Looking forward to Nick on Monday and the postgame and pregame tomorrow. So join us then. 6.30 pre, postgame after Hawks Jets. We'll talk to you then on the CHGO Blackhawks show. We are presented by... And powered by ComEd, it's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at comed.com slash clean. Talk to you tomorrow. We love you. Goodbye. We all silly like the mayor. 